you touch your face and you do all those things that you're not supposed to do. And yet, uh, we are still depending on and believing on the Spirit of the Lord to touch and uh, to strengthen. And we are still growing. Apostolic legacy. Still growing. We appreciate all of you visitors being here. We appreciate, good to see Quentin and his family. And this church has a long history, a great history of being apostolic and uh, for over a uh, hundred years now. And uh, what a, a powerful uh, mission. And we have this great history. <laughs> building, revival, evangelistic minded, kingdom minded, missions minded. And we're not going to stop with all of that. In fact, uh, we have a, a, a minister, uh, a missionary that's staying in our guest home right now as we speak. And so we're thankful <coughs> for th them and uh, thankful for all of you. Today, for a few moments, and I know I don't have time. I told him we would try to shorten the service somewhat because we have children up here and I'm not quite as entertaining by a long shot as they are down in kids or legacy. I keep, what are we now? Legacy. Legacy kids. Okay, sorry. Legacy kids. We used to be kids kingdom. Now we're legacy kids. Whatever it is, it's all been good. We got a the great staff and I think we ought to give our Sunday school teachers a hand. Uh, this is the first time in a long time that Brother Shane and Sister Caitlin and Brother Rob and Sister Michelle are all in church at the same time on Sunday morning. Awesome. Uh, so, hallelujah. Thank the Lord for... No, don't do that. Don't say that. But they're off of school. Sort of. <laughs> Except that they have to teach now via online and all the above. Uh, so... Living is light. And, and the reason I, I, I just thought of that verse is that I spoke last week on, on Matthew, the fifth chapter and the 13th verse, where it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. The very next verse, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God, you glorify your Father which is in heaven. John, the ninth chapter, verses one through five. Jesus passed by, and he saw a man which was blind from birth, and his disciples immediately asked him, they said, who did sin, this man or his parents? They were interested in the sin factor. Who is the one that is responsible for sinning? And that this man was born blind. And that's where we are right now. And I, I understand it's, it's kind of in our mentality too. How did we get this bad? How did the coronavirus spread? How did we get 26 cases in Ohio? What's going on? Is it the president's fault? Is it Nancy Pelosi's fault? Is it... The Chinese fault, is it? Where did it all happen? And we're worried about all of that. And how do we get it? What are we going to do? And what's going to happen? And Jesus' response says, Neither did this man sin, nor his parents sin, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I'm going to tell you where this coronavirus came from. The Lord has just allowed it to proliferate so that he could show himself strong. Amen. Yeah. 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 You don't have to 
get excited about that. But I'm here to tell you the Lord is not out of control. He can stop the coronavirus in a moment. He could give somebody the mind to create a vaccine or what. I'm telling you that's how strong and big God is. I know that we have to be light in this world. And here's what he said that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And then Jesus ends that by saying, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now Jesus isn't here, so who is supposed to be the light? Living as light? That doesn't mean that you're foolish. That doesn't mean that you act crazy. But that you, ha you can still have a peace about you, a calm. You can say, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But one thing I do know, the Lord is able to Amen. walk us through. They, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will fear no evil. For thou art. Why? Because it's not about me now. It's not about, am I prepared? Do I have enough hand sanitizer? I was in Arkansas, and I won't even tell you why. I left Wednesday, there Thursday, came back Friday. But my sister-in-law works at a hospital, and she got me something that you can push out. I don't know, and it squirts out hand. It's hospital stuff. I said, well, I'll use it while I pray for people. That's fine. But the point of all that is, she said, I'm not afraid. I said, well, I'm not either. But at the same time, we've got to do what we have to follow. We don't want to be foolish. And, and so we were, you know, we were talking and I, I realized, I understand the medical side of this and they have to deal with major infections and all of this stuff and we don't have the protocol, but they, you know, they got, you know, gear up, and glove up and suit up, and mask up and, huh? Wash their hands and we don't normally do all of that. And so here we are and yet, while we have, may have to go through what everybody else is, we are able to say, I know a God that can heal should it break through, should it happen. I don't know. You say, you know, it's like the three Hebrew boys that said, oh, king, we don't know what to tell you. We may die in that fire, but one thing we do know, God is able. Where was the light first shown? And I put this picture here and you kind of, if you uh, can see it and understand what it is, those of you who are Bible scholars will know, recognize that's the holy place. It's not the holy of holies. The holy of holies would be behind that veil. But that holy place, and, and it's kind of hard to see, but on, the, uh, on your left, uh, on the left was a candlestick and it had seven branches and, and then there was a golden altar of incense where there was... Uh, incense being burned and then a table on the right which was the table of showbread and, and that's a candlestick 
which had seven branches and it had, uh, was filled with oil and it was a type of the churches. That candlestick is what John describes in Revelation, the second chapter and the third chapter when he talks about the church age. And he says the churches basically, uh, to the, and he saw there was one standing in the midst of the candlestick. Well, I come to Christ. And so that candlestick is people that are filled with the oil of the Lord, which is the oil of the Holy Ghost. And they've been set afire by the Spirit of the Lord. And they are burning as the light. And what their job is to do is to shine light on the bread, which is bread is Jesus, where the Word of God. What are you saying? In this hour, living as light means that when somebody says, starts talking to you, immediately start shining the light on Jesus. Oh, isn't it terrible? Yes, but you know, isn't God good? Oh, aren't you afraid? Well, I'm concerned, but one thing I do know, our God is able, and we should start living as light in this world. Everybody is talking about how bad it is. I know it's bad. I get it. And you say, how bad is it? Bad enough to close Disney World. That's bad. I mean, when you shut the magic down, that's bad. I mean, you know, I don't even know who's head of Disney anymore. It's not Eisner anymore, but whoever it was. I mean, that's got to be bad. But you know what? Oh, yeah, it's bad. But let me tell you how good God is. Every time, every time somebody comes up with something to say, it ought to be part of me to turn, shine the light on the bread. Yeah, but let me tell you what God's able to do. Oh, yeah, but let me show you how good God is. Oh, I want to live like light in this hour. You see, our responsibility is to keep reminding folks I know a God that can heal. Let me tell you. You got it? You got the coronavirus? That's terrible. But let me tell you, our church will pray for you. (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to hug your neck kiss you on the cheek or forehead, but I will tell you this. We will pray for you. In fact, we got folks that are willing to even anoint you. But don't come because you might infect the rest of everybody. But let me just tell you, God's able to heal you right where you are. Let me write your name down. I'll bring it to the church. What? I'm shining light. I'm living like light. I want everybody around me to know God is able to save. God is able to deliver. God is able to fill. God's able to bring peace. Are you worried? Are you stocking up on raviola and and ramen noodles and toilet paper? I'm here to tell you that's great, but you ought to get some bread that you can have that will never, that will satisfy. You say, but I'm worried, Pastor. The stocks, the shelves are empty and there's no, there's no ramen noodles anymore. I was young and I was old. But you know what? I've never. We may be eating out of the church freezer, I don't know. But I'm telling you, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed, his next generation begging for bread. I'm here to tell you, I'd serve a God that can put food in a raven's mouth. I serve a God that can add oil to the bottom of a jar. I serve a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything we ask or think. Oh, hallelujah. 
Paul told, but what is our responsibility in the world like this to live as light? Paul told Timothy, he said, I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, that's, that's three major, mm, mm, mm. I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, supplications and prayers and intercessions and the giving of thanks should be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. What Paul was saying is the most important thing is that somebody is saved and understands who the Lord is. And I want you to supplications. That means, oh God, bless them. Prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks. Now, I know my phone is blown up. I don't know about yours. And I don't see a lot of supplications and prayers intercessions, but zero giving of thanks for our kings and our leaders. I've had people tell me on the phone, your governor is stupid. Why, they don't need to limit it to 100 people. And I've had people tell me, that's ignorant. And this is dumb. And I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't, I don't have any idea. But let me tell you what Paul said. First of all, have you prayed for him? Amen. Have you interceded for him? Yes. Have you been in supplication for him? Yes. And have you given thanks for him? What are you saying? They're trying to do something, many of them, without the Spirit of God and without the leading of the Holy Ghost. And it's easy to criticize. And it's easy to tell how stupid they are and how dumb this is. But it takes a child of God that wants to live as light to say, you know what? I'm going to get on my knees today and I'm going to pray that our governor, I'm going to pray that our leader, our president, I'm going to pray that Nancy Pelosi, I don't care whether you like their policy, politics or not. You can criticize it, but are you praying for them? Oh, pastor. I'm reading it out of the Bible, folks. Are we going to live as light? <laughs> are we going to be one of those that joins the chorus with everybody else bad mouthing whether it's the principal or the teacher or our stupid government or our stupid health department or the dumb CDC or the dumb who sorry brother Matthew White's here he told me something the other day 
lady from China a few weeks ago got the coronavirus and they found out that her dog had it on the nose and on the paws. They quarantined the dog. Who did? And then they figured out that you can't get the virus. The dog can carry it, but it can't give it to you unless you lick the dog in the mouth or lick its paws or whatever. So they let her dog out. And it answered the question, who let the dog out? Which wasn't a question at all. It was a statement of fact. Who did it? Sorry. Some of you don't understand that reference, I guess. I guess there was a song that said, who, 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 who let the dog out? Or dogs, or... We got a world that's going nuts, folks. But it's our job to pray and appeal to God. And we're going to live as light. I want to give thanks. I want to know that this church publicly, we're going to be praying this week. And if you want to come by sometime in church, tell me. We'll try to open the church up maybe at 7 o'clock, Monday night and Tuesday night and whatever, and just the sanctuary. And if you want to come by and pray, and give thanks for our nation and pray for God to move. I'm here to tell you, first of all, first of all, we're going to pray for our nation and our leaders. Let me read you what Isaiah said, and I, I know my time. Oh, God, help us, Lord. This is what Isaiah said. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, your stranger, except the Lord of the host had left us a small remnant. What, what would happen to what purpose? And the Lord says, what is the purpose of your multitude of sacrifices? He said, it doesn't do any good just to have a sacrifice to say you have one. And then he goes on to say, bring me no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination. I have solemn meetings. I don't even want you to get to church. He said, I'm weary with all of that. When you spread out your hands, I'll hide my eyes from you. When you pray, I won't hear you. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. And he wraps it up by saying, come now, let us reason together. Though our, saith the Lord, <laughs> though your sins be as scarlet, though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good. What we have to do as a church is humble ourselves and say, Lord, forgive us. We need to pray. we got to live as light in this hour. There are people in Walmart going nuts. I'm telling you, I saw baskets full of stuff. I stocked up. I went in to get a gallon of milk Saturday morning. I drove all day Wednesday. It was there in Arkansas Thursday. Came back all day driving. Friday got up early to go get a gallon of milk. There was no milk. 
In the gallons, there were some half gallons. There was a guy sitting in front of the milk thing. I said, move over, sir. I got to get into this milk. I said, would you help a stranger? He looked at me and said, well, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I said, well, Brother Mick, pray for me. <laughs> he was there shopping. I got, I think, eight, eight half gallons. I was going to get four gallons, so I got eight half gallons. The milk was gone. I peeked in the back. There was no milk back there. I don't know where, all of a sudden, everybody needs milk. I don't know. They may have more milk now. I don't know. But I, I'm not, you know what? God, forgive us as a nation, as a world, for not having turned to you not living for you. We are overrun with this pandemic, but I'm here to tell you there is a God that can heal. Wash us, Lord. Cleanse us. Cleanse us. That's why later the writer would write in Chronicles, if my people, <laughs> oh, if I shut up heaven and there's no rain and I command the locusts to devour the land, they're plaguing in Ethiopia, and if I send pestilence among my people, in, in, among any people, I want you to know if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. What are you saying? I'm here to tell you God's able to heal. It may last three months. It may get worse. But God is able to turn it around in one week's time. He, he, you didn't think it last Sunday. We were worshiping and shouting and hugging necks and praying for one another and loving on one another. And in one week's time, we got to now wash our hands and sit back, huh? That's how quickly the Lord can turn things around. That's how quickly it can all turn around. What are you saying? In the twinkling of an eye. Oh, go ahead. You say, he said, all right, I'll, I'll read these few verses in Joel and then I'm stopped. That's it. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh. It is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess. Oh God, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. A day of clouds and thick darkness. The day of the Lord is going to come as a day of darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people, there's none like. Never see it for many years. We've never seen this for many generations. Go ahead, next slide. He jumps down in that chapter and says, Fear not, O land, but be. What are you supposed to do when you live as light? Not be afraid. It's time to be glad and rejoice. Oh, we're going to take precautions and we're going to do our best and we're not going to try to contend. We don't want, if there's a hundred in here, we'll send you the overflow and we'll, we'll do our best. We're, we're giving the kids a little coloring sheet and we're doing our best. Thank you all these kids for being here. They're so sweet. They've done great today. 
Know that I'm in the midst of Israel and I'm the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards. Guess who quoted this? A man by the name of Simon Peter on the day of Pentecost. When they came bouncing out of there, talking in tongues, feeling the Holy Ghost, he said, as the prophet Joel has said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and upon my handmaidens, and upon uh, the young men that shall see visions, and dream dreams, and upon my servants, and on the handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood, fire, pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. It's terrible. But you know what? Joel was under inspiration of the Holy Ghost and he didn't stop there. And he said it like this. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. What are you saying? I'm here to tell you, if you've been battling a spirit of fear, there's deliverance for you today. If you are afraid and you don't know what's going to happen, I, I'm sorry, I wish I could tell you, I don't know either. It's changing minute by minute. We may get out of here and they've done something totally different. But one thing I do know is God is still able to heal. He's still able to deliver. He's still able to set free. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord together for a moment.